Hey, this is Wire with Creative Happiness Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening this week. We've got a bit about storytelling. And really what I'm trying to do from the beginning to the end of this year is bring some cohesiveness to the various podcast episodes. This first one is on storytelling because I think it lays the groundwork for whatever you're going to do online. You need to have a compelling story, your own story, as well as as well as the story of your crafts. What you create has a story behind it is as well. So really wanted to start out with storytelling, but beyond that, it's looking at how to build out that story on a website and how to use video to tell that story and how to get a niche audience and how to draw that audience in to bounce ideas off them, seeing what will fly, what won't fly, um, and really building uh, with that audience. So co-creative process. And I really think a website can do that if you use it in the right way. So I hope you enjoy this process. Um, It's one I'm exploring storytelling. I want to flesh out a little bit more uh, within my own about page, within my own products. Um, So this episode, I'm really looking at one of our past guests, uh, bringing in uh, some of what she's said on storytelling, as well as looking at uh, crafting story for things that you create and how that story reflects some of the feedback you get from an audience or from, from people who use what you create. So I really think it's an interesting dive into storytelling, but by no means is it exhaustive at all. It's just a bare uh, intro almost um, into the whole idea. But storytelling is so essential for each part of the process uh, for anything that you sell online. The you, yourself, making yourself more tangible to an audience and also making your items, what you craft, a little more tangible so that people can see the story behind it because then they're a part of the story when they actually purchase an item from you. So I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty interesting. So I hope you enjoy this uh, week's episode. Now I'm going to put through some different examples from Kickstarter to kind of showcase how people have um, gone ahead and told the story of their product to get you interested in backing it. Um, They're using video, and we'll be going into future episodes into how to craft your story with video, Um, again, with guests. Uh, But let's take a look at some of the Kickstarter, uh, cool Kickstarter things I've found. There's there's tons out there, but here, here are some that I think are pretty interesting. Okay, this first one is called Home of My Memories, and I'll have links to all of the different examples in the show notes so you can go check them out on Kickstarter. When I was a child, my grandfather showed me how to build these tiny model houses. That was the moment when I learned to enjoy the arts and find the value of everything we create with our own hands. That's one of the main reasons I decided to study digital arts. And now, with the new learnings and tools, with the support of too many talented artists, we want to tell you a story. A story that can be able to transcend, to make you remember. Okay, so what I like about this one is the way he draws you in with why he's creating what he's created and how it affects him, which really has an emotional impact. That's what really comes across the most is is that emotional impact. So all of these, again, examples will be at creativehabitspodcast.com slash story. You'll get links to uh, each of those in the show notes. Okay, so this next one is called See, Think, Do, The Natural Eye. And these are photo cards. It's a set of cards in a beautiful box with a photo on one side and a creative idea on the back. It's actually really cool, but uh, here's the clip from that. 
For the last 20 years, I've been teaching a landscape photography class called A Natural Eye, and teaching National Geographic seminars on the art of nature photography. And through it all, I notice the same thing, that people are in their own kind of box. Maybe people are drowning in technical skills and hungry for wonder. I wanted to do something different. I thought bite-sized ideas, broken into some carefully thought-through categories, might help people take slow steps. I wanted to make a beautiful photograph on one side and an idea on the other side. When I first made those dozen cards uh, late at night and gave them to a workshop group, and people loved them. They wanted more. Okay, what I love about this is the idea of being hungry for wonder. Drowning in technical skills, but hungry for wonder. And there's so much to that. But the other flip side of this is the feedback he got from his, his audience and how that really played into the creation of the cards themselves. Um, and that's a big key, I think. Uh, further in the episode, we'll talk about the, the key to getting that feedback from your audience. It's it's really more of an interplay rather than just a static rendition of a particular craft. All right, this next one is called the Maker Kit, which in the end is the building of a quad bot. While studying engineering, we found there to be loads of theory, but very little hands-on making. So we founded a society for robotics. From there, we developed a community and set out the blueprints that offered people the chance to build actual robots. And since then, we've spent a lot of time around makerspaces where we have run dedicated workshops in order to share this knowledge with others. All of this experience has been distilled into the Maker Kit. At the core of any robot lies its heart. In this case, the quad board. And again, what's cool about this one is the ongoing dynamic with the audience. The, they went out to the different makerspaces and basically elicited a lot of feedback and that's how they were able to develop the maker kit and ultimately the quad bot that comes from that kit which teaches people about programming and uh uses 3d printing it's pretty cool um again the links in the show notes to all these different examples all right, this next part is bringing in one of our past guests, um, Kristen Marie Heron, and she's a master storyteller. She uh, basically has clients. She draws their story out of them and helps them really uh, bring that out for their website and for themselves. A lot of them are introverts, and they end up not recognizing the full value of what they have to offer to different people. And so it's really helpful during that storytelling process to get at the heart of you know, what you're doing. Um, so if you are that type of person, it's a great activity to try. So let's uh, have a listen. Well, I think a lot of people initially are maybe um, self-conscious about what they send me. So I always, you know, give them um, comfort in the beginning that, you know, this story, it's very much a collaborative process again, and it's really designed for them to tell their story. And there's absolutely no judgment from me Whatever they send me is absolutely kept confidential. Um, so I, I really encourage the free writing. I say, give yourself some quiet time. You know, don't write this when you're on the bus or on the train or something like that where you have a bunch of people swirling around you. Really give yourself just some quiet, uninterrupted time to just start writing. And don't judge what they write. I tell them not to edit it. Just put down whatever comes in your mind. That's really the, the, the first tenant of free writing. So it really comes about from the reframing process that's really born out of working together from that collaborative process. And so the, the feedback and the comments that I get back from clients are that they just 
quote, don't, they didn't realize how good they were <laughs> at what they did. Or, you know, it's, it's like a hell yeah, I'm really good at what I do, that kind of thing. So it, it inspires them to, um, it alters the, their, their blog post writing. It um, literally helps them um, use what I create for them to cut and paste and, and put on their website. You know, typically you'll see it on their about page or you'll see it, you know, woven throughout. Because in addition to the story writing, I also give suggestions, if they're an entrepreneur, about what I think that they should include that would help give more personality, more insight to who they are. And more often than not, it involves pictures. A lot of people are afraid to include pictures of themselves on the website. But for instance, I worked with a woman who um, had a variety of experiences in her life. She owned a social media marketing company. But prior to that, she had owned um, small boutique hotels in Latin America. And I said, you know, I would love to be able to see pictures of you in your element, just hanging out you know, in the jungle. I think that would just really um, create such a, a more personable picture of who you are and what you do because, you know, she, she's complete, she was completely self-taught. She taught herself how to market and all that. But I would just think it, it would just show her trajectory from the beginning to um, now and, and also illustrates her braveness because she moved out completely out of her comfort zone and went to a company where, or a country, excuse me, where she did not know the language. Right. Images. That is powerful. And it's funny because the typical bio photo it comes to mind in the way we, uh, it's typically uh, altered and, and filled, the personality is filtered out of those bio pictures usually. Yeah, because it goes back to what we've, we have been previously taught about brand, you know, personal branding, which, you know, I, I just don't like the, like the word because it's so one dimensional and the story actually puts um, flesh on the bone of, of who a person is. It, you know, it creates a living, breathing, um, tangible example of who someone is and what they do. Right. So what you're doing by crafting this story is you're, you're actually giving a tangible example and it helps your audience gravitate more or understand you more, but it also helps yourself kind of draw out, if you haven't already, draw out some of your strengths that you might not realize you have. So it is an interesting process. Uh, it involves free writing, involves looking at some images uh, to tell your story a little bit more effectively. So in, in some of the few, uh, future episodes, we're going to delve into um, – with guests and otherwise delve into using images and video and so on to tell the story. But really, in the beginning, it's just thinking about, well, what is your story? And using the hero's journey as a structure to draw that story out is really helpful. So you can look at, instead of just a beginning, middle, and end, look at what compelled you to take action early on. Uh, a change might have happened, um, or you might have been compelled to create something based on you know, childhood, uh, to write a book, or otherwise. And it's bringing that story out so other people can understand it. And then you're also looking at the crash that you create, because those have their own story. And each of those kind of help bring an audience to you a little more effectively. Uh, and also, it helps you understand your story better and come across... Um, or, or create a little more effectively than if you don't do a process of, of, of bringing out your story. So besides The Hero's Journey, there's also a couple other books you might consider, and I'll list those in the show notes. And that's for 
creativehabitspodcast.com slash story. So if you go there, um, you'll see this week's episode, uh, links to everything mentioned uh, in the show. And the future episodes, we're going to be going into, uh, you know, looking at video, looking at uh, building out an audience and so on and so forth. So uh, really look forward to it and hope you are as well. Thanks a lot for listening.